Ali. How are you doing, Simon? I'm good, thank you very much, Josh. Good to speak to you again. Yeah, great talk. Um, so today we are going to be talking about 2024, the year of myth busting. So I know you, you came to us this morning and started talking about this, and it was a really interesting topic, which we thought was a good idea to put onto one of our podcasts. Can you give a bit of extra context uh, around it and what we talked about earlier? Yeah, sure. So I, I just think there's there's still a lot of myths around, um, uh, and, and there's obviously been a huge uh, surge last year around you know generative AI and these types of things. Uh, but I still think there's a lot of myths around around AI, and one of the one of the primary ones that I see is that uh, AI is always right, uh, <laughs> and uh, so we'll we'll, yeah. we'll have a, we'll have a look at that one. Um, we also, uh, a lot of people, again, with the generative AI side of things, people think that uh, sort of the bigger models are better. Uh, so we can we can have a chat about that. Um, there's also things that are happening out there around, uh, uh, you know, the sort of multimodal, uh, sorry, sorry, multimodal uh, type modeling. And so, you know, one type fits all. They think that, you know, everything should now be deep learning because that's where all the research is going, et cetera. Uh, and also that, you know, more complex models are better. And the fact that AI is still kind of, you know, it's it's really it's for the data scientists in, in business. And again, whilst the chat GTP stuff and the, and the generative AI stuff has been focused on the uh, on, on the end uh, end consumer, uh, a lot of the other types of AI uh, are still perceived as being, uh, you know, something for the, uh, you know, for the data scientists. So I just thought we'd have a chat around some of those and, um, and some of the myths that, uh, that, that that I'd like to sort of bust around some of those if I if uh, if, if if you'll indulge me. No, definitely. Uh, I think that, especially you, you talked about the deep learning part there, you know, being the the best and most used, and that's what you should use, and that's all, all you should use. To I think originally, before we explored some of our wider solutions and, and the best ways of doing them, I think I probably had a similar opinion because that's what was pushed out. And if you do research and look around, it's it's all about deep learning, neural networks. But actually, I think it comes back to something... Uh, Gareth might have mentioned one of his 2024 trends when he talked about them, which was getting the right piece of AI and right solution for what you're trying to complete. And I think that's probably the most important part of yeah, it. Yeah, and, and you know we've we've travelled this journey ourselves, and you know we've um, uh, we we focused very heavily uh, around around deep learning, uh, and actually for the particular use case that we were looking at. Uh, that 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 is the right solution for um, um you know for looking at doing uh, you know predictions for um, um you know for sales uh, for sales outcomes for opportunity outcomes uh, due to the sort of um, uh, you know the, the interrelationships that you're looking for and uh, and things so we found that to be the most accurate uh, you know sort of approach to take for uh, for doing that type of um, uh, you know that type of prediction but as we moved into other types of predictions so looking at uh, you know forecasting what, what is often referred to as time series um, predictions so looking at you know um, having a time sequence of things and then being able to predict the next the next time um, period then the next time period the next time period which is obviously a very useful thing from from sales perspective um you know we looked at different things we looked at uh, you know continuing to use deep learning in that space which again is effective uh, in, in in some scenarios with some types of data but then actually we came back to looking at, uh, at, at um you know other types of uh, approach 
uh, sort of more statistical type approach. Um, but uh, and actually, ultimately, we settled on 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 actually providing both <laughs> as it happens. Yeah, uh, it does depend on the on the, on the customer's data and things. So. You know, whilst whilst where all the research has been done in this uh, in this deep learning space, uh, or a lot of research has been done in this deep learning space, actually, um, uh, it, it is it is appropriate and applicable for certain scenarios. But actually, some of the you know the the um, you know the original statistical modeling and things is still um, you know you know the best way to go for for, for other types of scenarios. So just be careful, yeah. uh, you know, when you're looking at this that. Uh, uh that that you don't just go down this this route of uh of, of following the the sort of latest trends on that uh, on that space yeah don't pick if you you try to choose what solution to use what you're trying to do look at why you need a certain outcome um because it's not necessarily that deep learning or machine learning is the right answer it's, it's which one's right for and applicable for your situation so yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah which one's going to give you the most accurate you know the result at the end of the day and i think you know the 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 other area here is that uh, just because it's more complicated doesn't make it better as well, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, and in fact, the you know, you know what you know, one of the key things, uh, and we'll talk about this uh, in, in a future podcast. Um, but with the with the sort of transparency of these models, you want to be able to uh, explain the prediction that you've made, um, yeah. such that uh, you know from a, from a uh you know to show if there's any bias in there and that's it's fair except you want to show that prediction and be open and transparent with that uh you know with that data and, and and that prediction and if the more complex models you use the more difficult that is to do right so uh if you're using you know a, a simpler modeling technique then you can you can you can show the, the inner workings and uh uh and, and the explanation of those predictions which is uh which is going to be more valuable uh you know for the for, you know for, for, for the end uh, user definitely so we'll kick off, and I think we've got around five different areas or five different myths that we want to bust, or whether it's busting or just actually making people understand them. Um, it could be the answer. So the first one you've got down was AI is always right, which is an interesting mm. one. Um, yes, this is probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so take it away because AI is always right. I mean, people people look at AI and it'll come up with a solution or an answer. And there is a little bit of a an acceptance now that the AI is going to know better than we do. And I don't think that is necessarily true. It's applicable in different situations. It might be able to get to an answer quicker, but it's, it's not always right. But what do you think of it? Yeah, so this is this is one of my favorites because I, I think particularly as a technologist like myself, you, you obviously want to come up with the, the perfect engineering solution that's that's going to always be right and and, and be consistent, etc. But AI isn't is 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 not like that. It's going to, uh, you know, it, it 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 can take the data that it's had, learn off the, the historical uh, scenarios, and be trained on that, and then predict in 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 the best way it can. You know, you know uh, what's going to happen in the in the future. Uh, but that is restricted by a whole bunch of of things that I've just talked about there, in the sense that it's it's based on the training data itself, the accuracy of that data, the completeness of that data, uh, and in fact, uh, in a lot of cases, the things you're trying to predict, unless it's in you know in 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 a scientific experiment in a vacuum in a blah 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 blah, <laughs> you're not going to be able to do because there's so many external sort of factors and influences that come into uh, you, you know you know that come into play. So, so, so AI is there to try and 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 support, and and I often talk about you know AI really being sort of augmented intelligence. So it's there to to support the human, and in fact, we've uh, with a lot of our customers, they're 
that they're not just taking an AI opinion and a human opinion and, and looking at those two. They're actually taking multiple AI opinions and multiple human opinions and bringing them all together. And yeah, also, yeah. You know, where there's a great agreement, that's fantastic. Where there's 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 um, you know disagreement uh, in those, then they can look at those areas of risk and understand you know why why they're taking place. So they might actually use more than um, one type of model approach. Uh, you know, and, uh, and 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 more than one type of solution to uh, you know to help with the AI, and then bring that together with a human. And mm. if you think about it, in a you know in, in our in our world, which is a, a sort of sales prediction world, they do that today. They don't just take the salesperson's prediction and go, oh right, so you think you're going to close it great? Then then I'll just send that right <laughs> up to the top. You know, it, it goes through multiple layers of humans, each with a different level of experience, different backgrounds, different you know training sets or, or training data which is there which is their knowledge and uh, and things over time uh and so it gets it gets kind of filtered and changed and, and things like that so you know it, it's 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 a common thing to do to have these multiple um uh you know sort of um, layers of decision making layers and, and bring them together yeah, yeah absolutely and so, it's, it's interesting because it's just sorry just going to say actually those layers as well <laughs> almost have different scenarios to them so for example, you've got someone who might be just, uh, you know, junior salesperson who has got a forecast, got a prediction, is happy to tell their manager this is what I think I'm going to close. The reality is then the, the manager will look at it, and maybe think actually these might, these might not. You'd then ideally have you know a solution like ours, which can score. You can check it against that, so you've got quite good transparency. But that manager then isn't necessarily going to go to their boss and say all these are going to close because they'll think actually, okay, I want to de-risk it a bit and want to take a little bit away. And then again, again, again. So you get to the point where the CEO is not going to go to the board and give every single opportunity and and revenue number that every salesperson's done because then it would be potentially massive and they'll de-risk it again. So it's that filtering and like you said, experience. Um, There's so many... uh, uh, sort of uh, influences on on what that individual is doing. So as a salesperson, they're trying to do they're trying to do two things. They're trying to maximize their commission, and they're trying to minimize the loss of you know of being fired. <laughs> right. So so they're they're, tr- they're trying to keep their job. So what they're trying to do is to portray a very positive type of of of, uh, of environment that they're in uh, that's going to maximize their you know their their ability to be successful. As that gets up to the manager, they may have a uh, you know. Um, when they consolidate it, it might be much more than their target. So they can start to filter things out where it might not be enough. And so they've got to find something else and things. So there's, there's different influences that are having effects on these, on these individuals. And, you know, I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm completely fascinated by a, um, a new program that's on, on the, on BBC at the moment mm-hmm. called the traitors, uh, which I think is a, it's starting to go global as a, as a, as an exercise, but it's basically a game whereby there are, a group of people, let's say there's 20 people, uh, and you know, a, a selection of those people, let's say 17 of them are faithfuls, uh, and there is there are three traitors in the midst, and the and the, and the faithfuls have to find out who the traitors are. But he, he, at the end of each day, after they've been working with them and having discussions and, and, and doing things with them, they all come around a table and they all have to decide as a group, which is how a lot of decisions are made in business, they have to decide as a group who they believe. Uh, is a traitor and then try and banish them out of the group but this group the looking at the dynamics of this group is absolutely fascinating because there are people that are highly highly led by other people within the group because they want to please those people they want to you know be part of the and be seen as part of that group etc so there's a whole bunch of sort of 
social dynamics going on in this room, completely non-data related, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Uh, that are taking place. And and actually, they they more than often there are uh, once one person goes with a, with with a particular individual so many people will pick that individual up as they go around the room and uh, and it shows that these social dynamics are taking place and that's happening in boardrooms you know across the country you know across the world every single day with these these elements so you know the ai is is going to in my opinion is potentially going to be uh, it's going to take out a lot of that social piece but it's also going to not have a lot of the sort of um, you know the external factors that, mm. that those individuals can also bring to the room. So it really is a combination of of the AI and the human coming together for this augmented uh, decision making process, um, and, uh, and and that's going to give you the the, the the you know the the best results for uh, for the area that we work in around uh, particularly around sales predictions. Yeah, definitely. And we're not saying that there's loads of traders in the boardroom. By the way, we're just saying it's more about <laughs> this. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, people have, uh, people have very strong personal agendas uh, for, uh, for for a lot of decision making, um, you know, that uh, that takes place within business. Yeah, yeah, and no, I mean, it's always an element of what is going to tick your targets and get the you know the targets done and and make you successful. Um, that comes to an individual level. How much success as a team is is valued in businesses and things like that. So, yeah, there's there's always a degree of that. Interesting, you you bring it up around the the augmented side of things because um, it was Gartner who just recently really released, well, anyway, from this weekend, uh, a report around roles and tasks and jobs and things which are better as a human and AI augmented approach, okay. better as a human, and then better with just AI. And by better, I mean more efficient in terms of ability to deliver and still the majority leans towards humans can complete actions better than the AI when using AI. So it's an augmented approach, which was mm. a clear winner. So you had the human side, which some things you talk about, you know, complex emotions and things like that. I don't think we're there with AI in January, 2024. Anyway, wait till next month. We, you never know. Um, but more of the kind of minor data processing tasks that are probably quite simple things to do, just simple calculations. You can let AI do that now. And I think we're happy enough and we've accepted that, that that can mm-hmm. that can happen to be more efficient. But all the majority bits where there is that, that where you sat around a room, you've got that emotion, jobs where you've got to decide which decision to make. It was completely overwhelmed by AI human combination. So if anyone is, is listening, have a look at that report. It's quite interesting um, from Gartner worth listening so it brings on to our next point which is bigger is better what (laughs) what do you mean by that well i think i think 2023 has been really been around the uh llms the the large language models and and with those you know bigger you know you know bigger has been better in the sense that you know the the more data they're trained on uh you know um uh the, the the um um Chat TTP, the the the, the three more information models, models. Is, yeah, yeah. Is still built on twenty twenty two data, and obviously forward built on, on more recent data. Um, so so obviously the you know the the bigger the the more the more data you're training on, uh, you know the better these models are going to be. Uh, but actually, in in I think what's going to happen as you know going forward is that these models are going to become more personalized to to organisations. So. 
both both the LLMs, by the way, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to take the, the LMM and they're going to, you know, augment them with, with additional data at a company level and bring that in and personalize these models uh, so that they are um, much more geared around, you know, the, mm -hmm. the organization, the data and, and, the, and the decisions being made within those organizations. Uh, and, and and you know we we've we've always believed in this from our perspective in the sense that we've always trained the models on the customer's data. We've never never had a sort of a generic model that is like this is this is a perfect sale, right? And uh, you know across any industry, across any you know um, geography or, or or whatever, any product line or whatever. And so uh, you know we've we we've, we've tried to factor all those things in and bring those into the model such that they are highly personalized. Uh, and obviously, they're, therefore, they're going to be more accurate. Clearly, they don't have the the volume of data to train on, but but in mm -hmm. a way that can also make them more generic uh, in their uh, in, in 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 their um, uh, predictions and, and solutions and, and recommendations that they make. Yeah, I think there's a probably an argument you could still be personalized at scale if that company's got that level of data, because they'll have different products to sell, different approaches. But uh, yeah, completely agree. I, I've, I've never worked in a company which has had the same sales process or marketing process or any process to be honest they all have similar sets of tools or tools that do the same thing um whether it's sales you know sales enablement tech or martech you've got a lot of different solutions that suit different needs even the same solutions have been set up differently mm -hmm. <laughs> i've used so i'm like okay so you've got to relearn it so in terms of sales approach and the best way to sell something your product it's based on your culture. It's based on the leadership. It's based on so many different factors in there. So I don't think, in the case of what we do, I don't. I, I think it would be hard to to put a generic model to things. It just wouldn't work because you get results and probably could have an increase to a degree. I think, but not, not. It's not personalized. So what's the point? Anyone could do that. Yeah, I mean, you can you can genericize what what you're modeling uh in yeah. the sense of the sort of the features that you're going to bring across and the way you're doing that and in fact we we do that we we, we have a um a, a model which is a sort of a a, a fixed model uh, for, for some of our customers whereby it will make it'll read in particular data from 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 their crm uh and uh you know it, it, it will build a model from that but it's your it's your data that is then training the model not differentiator yeah whereas the model structure or the model features and set and design and, and parameters are, are are fixed so there's a sort of there's a sort of sort of a halfway house there i guess from that but to do yeah. that on everybody's data both is is irresponsible in my opinion because you're mixing yeah. you're mixing customers data which i think is is uh, you know goes against the whole data privacy and security side of things that you that you'd want um but also um uh, I, I actually don't believe it'll, it'll give you particularly accurate results anyway for what you're for what you're looking for no really interesting does that lead into one type fits all then is one of the points we had uh it's slightly different in the sense that with one type fits all what i mean here is that uh and i think going back to sort of top of the podcast when we're talking about this is that this concept of you know i, I should always use deep learning right so deep learning oh uh, yeah okay is, is, new, is, is, is kind of where all the research is and this is where so everything we do should should use deep learning uh, and and that that to me is um, uh, you know an, an approach that people have taken in the past, but but actually moving forward, people are learning that combining uh, these models uh, is actually uh, much more effective and actually creating 
uh, you know, using a deep learning model with a statistical model with something else to give something up to, to then give mm. a result. So creating these sort of pipelines and going across uh, it is actually much more um, is, is giving better results. That's uh, you know for, for for the AIs in in our case, our, you know, the, the predictive AI that we do. So, so 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 don't don't have that kind of sort of narrow no, right. mindset that I've got to use this type of approach because that's where we sit. Um, actually think about um you know what 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 might be good and in fact that leads into this 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 next one that we the next to, one yeah which is that um you know you know just because it's more complicated and more sophisticated is probably a better word uh then you know that that's going to give a get a better result sometimes um you know people are now discovering some of the more simple models uh are, are still really really accurate uh, and particularly if you're combining them with other things like um, you know, we talked a little bit about embeddings and things like this as well, and other techniques. Uh, then, then these types of models, these these simple models, can 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 be much more effective. Um, but but again, you know, the combination of of understanding which model to use and and then combining those models together to give to to give the kind of results that you're looking for is the uh, is, is 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 what I believe is going to be you know a, a focus for um, um you know for the following year. Okay, interesting. So. If I was going out right now and looking at it, trying to, it depends on what situation I've got, but is there anything that you need to look at? Because there, there is a, I feel like there is a desire to have the most complex, best AI model that you want, just because it's got all the shiny gadgets and features. And we know, we know that this, we've had this situation with software for a while. People buy the biggest, most expensive software and it's not necessarily that they need it, but it does everything and you know you could do all sorts of so it's exciting. So I feel like to a degree there's probably that with the AI and that's why people probably do lean towards deep learning complex models that might not be more accurate necessarily, but it's got so much around it. Uh, is there anything you should consider when doing that just as a basic principles actually before I jump into this and start choosing solutions? Can I step back and should I tick three things even or just think about one one question i should ask myself so i think i think one of the important things to look at here is is being able to somehow test uh your your mo the, the the modeling approach you're going to take and be in a position to be able to take a hypothesis and put it through different types of modeling techniques to work out which is going to give you the right the right result um and um you know, for, for for us, for example, we would um, we we would we would work with a customer, uh, and we would we would take some of their data. Um, we take ninety percent, for example, of their data, and we would build uh, you know some different models on that using different techniques and different approaches, uh, and we would settle on maybe one or two of those models being you know you know you know being effective. Uh, and then, and then we would take that last ten percent that they kind of held back, and we would we would then take that and, and pass it through those different models to find out which is the best generalized model for um, um you know for, for for their approach on obviously to, that gives the highest um, prediction on the uh, on the data accuracy score. And we've done that recently with a few customers, haven't we? So absolutely, and and that that does a few things. It it it, uh, it, it helps them understand how to use AI. It helps them to to understand uh, the different techniques that can be used. It helps them understand uh, whether their data is of good enough quality to to for, for AI, you know, for, for AI to be useful. Um, and also, it also highlights which bits of data 
um, are being mm. you know are, are being useful and, and and actually stacks ranks those uh, stack ranks that data as well, which helps them understand then which data to enhance. Um, uh, although you've got to be careful with, with bias and things like that, but the um, uh, but that that sort of approach. So it is a very it's almost like an iterative kind of agile type approach that you must you must apply to this uh, and be very open-minded yeah. in 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 the in the techniques that you use the challenge is that you're trying to balance um simplicity with with accuracy <laughs> right <laughs> and uh uh you know from from an end customer perspective particularly for us where we're dealing with more business um you know individuals that uh that they're that they're wanting sort of a single button to press right so i want ai I'll have AI, please. I'll have a, you know, I'll, I'll have some of that. Um, and, and so they actually want fixed models. They want that. But as soon as they kind of get those and they went, oh, I want to tune it. I want to do this, et cetera. So they need, they need that sort of combination of simplicity of, of use and, and a kind of, sort of setup, but then the ability for it to be flexible um, as, as, as they tune it. Um, and and you, uh, you talk about models and obviously 90% running the, the the model on 90% of the data, 10% control group, things like that. Is that, it leads us on really nicely to our last point, which is, is that, um, it sounds really complicated on the surface when we talk about it. I know it's not, but is AI just for data scientists? And by that, there is quite a few things in there you talked about, and that probably would scare a lot of people away mm-hmm. because it starts to just sound like a world they don't understand. And you talked about people want a single button to push. It's a lot easier to do that. And I think that's something that might be a psychological thing. You had, you think I've got AI now I can just say, look at my data and go do it. Um, is that true? So, so I, I, I think that's becoming less true. Uh, so I think it, it, it also depends on the level of, of um, sophistication that you're looking to, uh, you know, to get from your AI as a, as, as a business. So um and and also as as time goes by you're going to need less and less specialized people because that specialization is going to be embedded into the technology um uh, just like just like anything as it, as it as it grows at scale it starts off being a very highly specialized highly trained skill driving a car right you you had a you had a driver yeah. right who looked after the car managed the engine cleaned it put and you know you, you didn't you didn't dream of driving your own car right but, but over, because it is a very complex, you know, um, um, mechanism to to, to do. Um, but over time, then you started to get people who would who would drive themselves, which was a big shock, you know. And then and then and then now everyone drives themselves, so they would never have a driver, right? Uh, although ironically, we, we go back again now and end up in, in Ubers and have people driving for us. But um, yeah. but the but 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 that that scenario, I, I believe, will be a natural evolution here, and and we we will move the line from needing that real deep level of expertise that you would get from a, from a data scientist, and we're trying to commoditize that. And, uh, and and make it accessible to uh, you know to businesses, particularly businesses that can't afford data scientists, right? So your yeah. sort of um, medium, small, medium enterprise type type businesses that just don't have the, the 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 resources to have their own data scientists. They want to be able to benefit from uh, you know this this the you know the AI revolution. High cost, why, yeah, yeah. That's why ChatGTP has been so successful because it's just so simple. It's just a you know a simple prompt and, and and put some text in and you and you know prompt in and you get some you get some text back and the ui and that there's no data scientist required in that and, and that so they've, they've come up with a very simple um you know uh, user experience to to deliver that uh and whilst you know for for other types of ai and for other types of use case that isn't necessarily you know you know going to be straightforward but 
the idea of bringing in chatbots and we I know we've talked about that on previous podcasts and things, but that, that idea of bringing in chatbots to kind of sit on top of AI to help yeah. with that interpretation and that querying and prompting and using the the, the AI as a sort of a, an engine basically or a CPU, then uh, then that 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 is going to put you know you know grow over time as well, so that you 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 enhance that whole user experience yeah. using AI, which at the moment is is more complex just by its very nature uh, and, and, and well, not by its nature, by by its um, maturity, level of maturity, I would say at this point. Yeah, and it's interesting using your car analogy, having the driver probably the last, what, 10 years now because AI has been, in its modern sense, probably kicked off about 10 years ago. Um, and then probably last year and this year is is driving the car yourself. And I do think if we think of it from a simple sense, do you need a data scientist in our situation, we can quite quickly get it up and run. And actually the use of it and, and engagement on a day-to-day basis is simple. Um, anyone can do it. And yeah, then I would, yeah. what's interesting is you talk about the, about the car and, you know, going backwards. I don't imagine my, like my two daughters will, will have to drive because I imagine they'll get in the car and they'll take them to where they need to go. Because AI, effectively, because it will be, will drive the car like it, like a Tesla, like something yeah. like that. But they'll never, they might do it out of leisure and things like that if that's what they enjoy. But that could almost be the next step is actually you go and click a solution, it comes in, it just does it. And that's probably, that's not this year or next year. I think that's probably after, but I can almost see three stages of the cars. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with that. And, and, and that's ultimately where you'd, you'd want to go. I mean, you know, people talk about AI taking over people's sales jobs. Um, you know, eventually more and more sales will be done through, through a, um, an AI communication that's taking place. Uh, and, um, and and the value of those commodities will go up as well. So at the moment, you might do that if you're booking, you know, an Airbnb or something, it'll go off and find you, rec- recommend, et cetera. And you do the whole thing without talking to a human and, and, it, and it works. But you wouldn't do that for a, you know, a, a multi-million pound um, um, purchase or, or sale. But I do oh, yeah, think no. but, 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 that, but that line will move up uh, over time and the computer, you know, will do more and more of the, of, of the workflow tasks and the and, and the sort of day-to-day stuff um but but in but particularly in our arena right so less of an yeah. engineering arena more of a sales arena that we work in there is there is one element to sales which is very very difficult to uh for us to use ai in a moment which is the um you know the whole um uh, uh, sort of area of, of sort of empathy and, and and working you know it's what's often called emotional intelligence so working yeah, that's what i was thinking yeah uh, you know with 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 the understanding of people and the and, and and the situation that you're in and the and the um all the external factors that are taking place etc and having that emotional intelligence to do that but you know we we've learned that <laughs> as humans right so if we can create more, you know, if, if AI gets more sophisticated, then it can start to bring some of that in. But there's, it would need a lot more information and data in order to be able to, uh, uh, you know, to, to work in that area. Yeah, there's a good, great example of that in Life 3.0, which is Max Tegmark in his book. And later on, they have a super intelligence, uh, super AGI, and it goes into that where it understands emotional intelligence. That gets a bit scary, but... I'm pretty sure that's a few years away. Yeah. Anyway, and we're not in 20, not 2024. <laughs> no, we'll no. Okay. But you will it's not. Need, <laughs> you, you won't need the sort of sophisticated data scientists going forward. They will be. Um, they'll still have their role. Don't get me wrong. They'll still have their role because you know, like like 
race cars and things like this, you need highly tuned mechanics and you need highly tuned, you know, to, to actually make them work. Yeah. But, but we'll get more and more commoditized as, 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 uh, as, as you do that. But if you want to highly tune it in a, in an enterprise environment, then you will, you will still need those individuals. Yeah. To, uh, in my head as well, it's, I think large enterprises will still definitely have data scientists working with AI because you look at it and we, we know a really good one. Um, and, the ability he has to to take what we do and push it even further because he, he's got his cultural knowledge, organizational knowledge about what they can do with it and has different spins and can push the boundaries even further. So it's kind of, but it won't necessarily be, you talk about the small businesses, they're not going to hire someone to do that because of the cost of that sort of thing uh, when they're just trying to, you know, keep the lights on and keep things running and trying yeah. to make profit so they can grow and develop the product more and focus on that side of things. But yeah. those enterprises who have that, I think that'll be a differentiator between them in the future. Yeah. And, and you know, we've, uh, uh, we, 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 we have, we have customers at different, uh, different maturities of, of, that, of, of both the size of the business, but also the different maturities of their use of AI. So we've got some customers that kind of, it almost runs hands-free for them and just sits there in the background and just reads, reads in data from the CRM. It uh, updates its own model it uh, it does the predictions and puts, pushes the data back to back to the CRM and then they 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 report and and use that in their decision making process and it's just it just sits there and does that you know in in, in the background and we've got others that want to have real control over the model uh, they want to go beyond CRM and into other areas around predicting you know um, you know um, product you know demand forecasting uh, these types of things and so they want to use use our engines. Um, uh, and 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 then use their own uh, sort of capabilities on top of that, their own skills and, and knowledge on top of that to uh, uh, to, to analyze and predict uh, um, you know different uh, and, and lots of different use cases. So we've yeah. we've got we, and, and in that scenario we 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 do work with both some some very talented and you know and, and capable uh, data scientists uh, who really want to push the boundaries of what we're doing, and that that drives us and it uh, it, it drives to, to better products, but then filters down to uh, to those that want more of a hands-free experience so we kind of benefit from uh, you know from the best of both worlds there in, in order to do that yeah brilliant well i think that's that's five myths busted um for 2024 it'll be interesting to see what happens and what what how things change and deliver because ai at the moment i feel is like accelerating so quickly but just thanks a lot for going through them i think it was a really good approach i've not seen this done much at the moment around actually what myths are we busting this year rather than just looking at what trends could happen i feel like there's you know some similarities across them so it's a really good session and it made me think about a lot of them once again so cheers simon and we'll catch up next week thanks a lot Fantastic. look forward to it thank you josh cheers simon thanks for listening to this week's episode of winning with ai we hope to catch you every single thursday on your favorite podcast channels on youtube and thecloudapps.com slash podcast website now please like follow subscribe and we'll see you next week thank you